Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything 13th Colony. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing today? You know, doing pretty good. Uh, bit broker because I had to buy a new furnace, but, you know, not yeah. too bad. So it just crapped out on you. Uh, it didn't... It didn't fail it was just so old it's like mm. when it came out you know to do the annual servicing they're like they're like you need to do it now <laughs> yeah you need a new one just so old yeah that sucks what does uh one of those run you if you don't mind me asking well i got from the hvac people i do all like my servicing stuff through i got the top of the line one nice uh i mean the top of the line one for them i saved about a thousand fifteen hundred bucks off of it when i got it just because of the timing of the year yeah um but like the top of the line one, I got it for like ninety five hundred. I think it was like ten and a half, eleven thousand dollars though. That's but pricey. It, it runs you like sixty, depending on which one. At least from them, you got you get it'll probably run you at least six sixty five hundred bucks. Yeah, that's minimum. rough. That's all. That's all. That's a lot. But hey, yeah. I, I can relate. I have some new expenses, you know, on my side too. Now that uh, Sarah and I a couple weeks ago had our our baby, um, so we were both parents and uh, trying to get some sleep. Some nights are good, some aren't. So yeah. I'm definitely running on fumes a little bit today, but uh, we're that's we're not gonna let that slow us down. So why don't we uh, jump right in and Andy tell the folks out there everything they need to know about Thirteenth Colony? Of course. So this is, uh, I think, the first one south, well, in the southeast at least that we've ever done. Okay, that I can think of. Uh, definitely not. Probably one of the southernmost ones we've done because we've done some Texas ones, uh, bourbons and whiskeys. But they were first opened in '09. Um, as first pro post prohibition um, whiskey distillery in Georgia, nice. they operate in Amer- um, actually in Americus, Georgia, hmm. uh, which I don't know exactly where in the state that is, but they, um, that's where they were first founded, and they were f- founded by uh, four friends who sought out, you know, initially not only to open the first post prohibition distillery in Georgia for whiskey, um, but also. Um, really only initially to make whiskey for their friends. Um, you know, their close family friends and everything, but then found out, you know, well, let's start making it for all of our quote-unquote friends that we haven't met yet. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, a.k.a. us normal drinkers. Right. Um, and they also found it on the basis of, you know, using all locally sourced grains to them, or all at least Georgia sourced grains um, and water as much as they can possibly do. Um, so, uh, much like a lot of the ones we did one recently too, that, um, you know, they try to do the same thing. I forget which episode that was, but you know, they're trying to do the same thing basically as, um, them. And it's still, uh, you know, to this day, like 14, 15 years on, uh, still a family owned and operated distillery. Uh, I think it's all four families and their friends are still doing it. Uh, if I recall correctly, um, it's really kind of in the middle of nowhere, it looks like. Oh, okay. I didn't, to... I didn't know if it was like close to like Savannah or uh, yeah, it's Atlanta like, or anything. It really, like the Columbus, Georgia is kind of the biggest one it's close to, but it's more like, it's kind of on close to the border of Georgia and Alabama. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it looks like a super cute, like old southern town that's kind of like what you'd expect. It's yeah. It's kind of looks what it looks like. Okay. That's cool. I'm trying to pull uh, up pictures of the actual distillery here. Yeah. Yeah, you got to tell them about this bottle. This is pretty yeah. pretty sweet. I'll I'll, t- I'll have to tell you about that in a second. Uh, let's do the mash bill and everything here. For sure. But, um, so the mash bill is a seventy uh, percent corn, twenty one percent rye, nine percent barley mash bill on it. 
Okay. Um, and it goes all into, of course, being all their bourbons and everything, uh, rice, all that go in to uh, new oak barrels. They do have some vodka and gin that they make that, um, you know, don't necessarily need to be barrel aged. Um, but all their all their whiskeys they do um, into those new oak barrels, and okay. I think it's a four to five, a minimum four to five year old um, age, if I recall correctly. And um, then, you know, a, they age it in those barrels in their, uh, you know, their climate, which I think partially why they did America's Georgia was to get that local climate for it that would help do like all the heat cycling, mm. everything like that. Yeah. Um, they actually do non-heat cycled rick houses. So I think they do like try to control a lot of that type of stuff in it. Um, you know, and part of that too, or they do non-heat cycling. So it's just like in one spot. Um, that's, that's what it is. So it's not like, you're not like moving a barrel from a hot spot to a cooler spot in the rick houses. Mm. I think all of the rick houses, if I recall, are one story tall rick houses that they do. Um, and they keep the average humidity in those rick houses at 72% to kind of get some of the, uh, highs and low swings. Gotcha. Out. Um, and of course they have a lot of, um, Different products. You know, they have their Southern Bourbon, which is the one we're trying today. They're a small batch. Um, and then they also have the Southern Rye, a Southern Gin, and Southern Vodka, and then single barrel bourbons and ryes. They also have a double oat um, series that they do, at least for the bourbons and ryes, mm-hmm. that um, just their regular bourbons and ryes. I don't think, well, you can't really do it for the single barrels. Yeah. But that's like their limited release. Um, that they do every year. And those actually kind of came, I think out of, from what I've seen, like ha- just kind of a happy mistake. Like they, mm. it's like one of the old owners or something just of the barrels realized like, Oh, Hey, like I've aged these for like probably longer than they should be <laughs> aged in the second barrel. So they just, they tried them and they tasted good that first round through. And then, yeah. um, it's my type of a happy accident. I like, yeah. I like it. And I, so they just kind of decided to stick with it. I love it. So I have actually, until you uh, mentioned the, the podcast, you know, this uh, bourbon for the podcast, I had never, I'd never heard of, you know, 13 colony. How did they kind of hit your radar? Um, so I actually hit their, I had never heard of them. Uh, when I was starting out like buying bourbon or anything else, yep. um, really how I found them was they, uh, like a few like bourbon YouTube channels or other podcasts that I listen gotcha. to and watch and stuff like they've done barrel picks, um, or they've, you know, done episodes on them and stuff too. So that's how I first heard about them. Nice. So I was like, let's try it. Have you ever, have you ever had it before? Uh, this is my first time. Awesome. So yeah, tell them, tell them about, time. yeah, tell them about the bottle and then we'll, uh, we'll both, uh, pop yeah. our 13th colony cherries here and, uh, and get, get to the tasting. Yeah. So this is, like I said, we're doing the, uh, their Southern bourbon, small batch, um, this is their 2023 batch, uh, bottle 23,023426, um, bottled at 95 proof, um, kind of a squat bottle. Like if it's very, if anybody knows this one, very, um, uh, and you've seen it, especially very birthday bourbon from old forester esque mm. looking bottle, yep. like super squat, somewhat long neck, or even somewhat squarer squared off shoulder, similar to like what Willet's pot still yeah. bottle looks it's like. like a mini Willet almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty. It's very unique, very cool looking. Yeah, um, definitely takes up a lot of space on your shelf. Definitely yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, 
But um, let's say... And it, run, it runs you like about 50 bucks. It's definitely... Oops. It's definitely a unique whiskey. One of the ones where people, you know, they show up and, and they see your shelf. They'll see that it, it'll catch their eye. And that they're, it's probably one that people are going to want to, you know, check out and see, hey, what is this one? Yeah. So hopefully uh, hopefully the taste is good too. Hopefully it's good, So yeah. we'll uh, jump into the uh, the tasting here. As always, uh, we're going to start with the nose. Pretty good nose. Yeah. I mean, very oaky, very leather leathery to me. For sure. Um, that's what I'm getting a lot of off the nose. Anything else? Other than that, not there's not much like a lot coming off of it for me. Yeah. Other than those oaky, uh, leathery notes to it. That's pretty much what I'm getting to. Pretty maybe some nuttiness in there, yeah. but it's nice. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. what, what was the proofage again? Uh, 95 proof. 95. Okay. Yeah. Very uh, light and lovely for uh, for a 95. I would say. Yeah. All right. Let's give it a taste. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Pretty good. I mean, I mean, for like a fifty dollar, you know, ninety five proof bourbon, drinks a little bit hotter than ninety five proof to me. I agree. I, what, do you, what do you think? More like a hundred, one hundred five, something like that. Yeah, I'd say he drinks in the hundred, one hundred five range. Yeah, um, which is not bad. I mean, especially yeah. if you like that range. Um, yeah. Kind of get uh, the. Yeah. What are some notes that you pick up on it? The I'm oaky not... note definitely comes through for me. Yep. Um. But it's like a very smooth oak. It's not like sharp or anything oak mm. for me. Yeah. It's, um, the finish is pretty long, long lasting, I would say. Yeah. Like it kind of has a little bit of like a Heaven Hill or like Jim Beam nuttied characteristic yes. Yes. to it that yeah. I kind of get off of it. So like if for you sure. were getting it poured blind, you might almost think, even like with the color looking at it, you'd almost maybe mistake it for one of their products. I agree with that. Yeah. But it's good. I mean, I like if it. that's your profile, it's good. I would definitely get it. Um, and if the $50, you know, price tag for it um, is in your range, you know, definitely go for it, I would say, if yeah. that's your profile that you like. I think the flavor, the uniqueness of the bottle, the fact that it's, you know, a newer brand and kind of a little more out there, I think it's yeah. definitely, it's more if you're like um, a craft bourbon kind of person, I think yeah. you would really like this one. Oh, yeah. It's definitely one to get if you want to, like, even just to have, like, one bottle of it, just yeah. to try it, like, definitely worthwhile to do for sure you're right all right folks that's it from us this week make sure you go over to apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcast please subscribe uh, listen download leave a review and share every episode of distilled discussions we really do appreciate your guys support follow us on instagram have a great week pour yourself another whiskey and don't worry we'll be here to drink with you next week